thank you for making the sacrifice today uh, to come and gather at 10 a.m. in the morning where we can worship God together. Again, I know it's a sacrifice, uh, for there's much cooking going on. There's family uh, that is here. There's a great meal uh, that has been prepared. Um, so I thank you for the sacrifice that we might worship together just for a few moments. We're happy today to see our uh, Episcopal presiding elder, Dr. Colbert. Can we thank God for Dr. Colbert? Amen. Thank you for coming. Amen. And again, I thank God for each and every one of you. Can we bless God for our live stream audience that's watching uh, via live stream? Amen. Some of them are our members that are out of town. Some of them are in town, but, but they're watching via live stream. And others are a part of our consistent live stream family that watch every Sunday and watch uh, just about every service that we have. So can we bless the Lord for live stream today? Amen. Uh, we thank God for them. Amen. Listen, let me call your attention back to a portion of text that we read. It's a familiar passage of scripture. And one of the challenges with dealing with familiar texts uh, is to see something unfamiliar or to share something uh, that's in the text that maybe we did not think about. All right. So I want to look again at verse number 15. And then I want to look again at verse number 17. No, verse 15. So let me look at 15 and 16 where it says this. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorified God, 16, and fell down on his face at his feet, that's Jesus' feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. I've got two words for you this morning, Union Wesley, and the two words are thank you. Uh, it's not anything deep, profound, or prolific, just two words, thank you. Thank you. This text says that these leprous men who were supposed to have no contact with nobody. Again, I said these leprous men were supposed to not have contact with anybody. They were supposed to stay their distance. They were supposed to stay away from everybody else. But the text says that the ten leopards approach Jesus. Keeping their distance, they call out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Notice, if you will, they do not ask Jesus for healing. But they ask Jesus to have mercy on them. Again, I say Union Wesley, they do not ask Jesus to heal them. But they asked Jesus, as in verse 13, they asked Jesus to have mercy on them. The Lord is so good, somebody, that, that he gives us 
what we don't even ask for sometimes. Listen, that's a thank you right there. That, that God is such a good God that God sometimes blesses us with things that we didn't even have good sense enough to ask God to give us. But he blesses us with what we didn't ask for anyhow. Somebody needs to say amen. Anytime you know what I am receiving is not what I ask God for. God deserves a thank you. Anytime you and I are the recipient or the benefactor of something that we did not even put our lips together to say, Lord, this is what I need, but God blesses us whether we fix our lips to ask for it or not. And then you and I need to thank the Lord that God doesn't give us some of the things that we ask God for. Now somebody really needs to give God a hearty amen right there. Some of the things if God had given it to us would have brought about our own destruction and our own demise. And somebody needs to say, Lord, I thank you that you didn't give me what I asked you for. I know that's right this morning, Union Wesley. Listen, there was, a, there was a sister, young lady in high school. She was dating her high school sweetheart. And uh, uh, she just knew that this was the one. Uh, she wanted to marry him in, in high school. But as the story would have it, she went off to college. He stayed home. And many, 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 many years passed. And one day she was... She was out on the day after Thanksgiving. I think they call it Black Friday. Shopping, getting her some deals. And, and some man came up behind her and said, uh, uh, hello, Betty. And she turned around and, and did not recognize who he was. And he said, Betty, it's me, Bobby. Remember me from high school. And she said, oh, Bobby you and they went on and they chatted and talked for a while and then she turned and she left and as she left she said thank you Jesus because Bobby didn't look like what Bobby looked like when he was in school life looked like it had played him a difficult hand and she said Lord I want to thank you and I wonder is there anybody here this morning that has a thank you Jesus in your spirit for not giving you some of the people you said you had to have and some of the things that you said you had to have. You ought to thank God that he didn't give it to you. Amen. Yeah, some things we ask for it, but I thank God that he didn't give me some of the things and some of the people that I asked God to give it for me. So thank you, Jesus. They called Jesus out from a distance. Master, have mercy on us. Hear me, it is when they cried out to Jesus that they decided not to die but to live. It was when they cried out that they decided they would no longer suffer in silence anymore. Hear me, when, when they decided to open up their mouth and to clear their throat, 
They were making a decision that we're not going to suffer in silence and not say anything else about our predicament and our dilemma. But listen, we want to live and not die. Hear me somebody, you got to be careful being quiet in your predicament and your circumstance. You can sit there and muzzle your mouth if you want to, but the Bible says that you have not because you ask not. And maybe this is the season that you need to clear your throat. This is the season when you need to open up your mouth. This is the season where you say enough is enough. I want to live and I don't want to die. You must open up your mouth. Hear me, nothing is more powerful than when hurting people decide to open up their mouth. Nothing is more powerful than when sick people decide I'm going to open up my mouth. Nothing is more powerful than when depressed people decide I'm going to open up my mouth. When broke folk decide I'm going to open up my mouth. When frustrated and lonely people decide I'm going to open up my mouth. When people who don't know what to do but decide I'm going to open up my mouth. Things start to happen and things start to change when I open up my mouth. The Bible declares that life and death is in the power of the tongue. The Bible declares you shall have what you say. I'm trying to tell somebody this is your season to open up your mouth. It was when they opened up their mouth that they received something because they had the audacity and the courage to be hurting but to cry out to the Lord to have mercy on them. There is great courage when hurt people start crying out to the Lord for mercy. Hear me, there, there's a shift and a change when people demonstrate that they want freedom they want liberation. They don't want to be tied down to this stronghold all of their life. They do not want to fall in the same category as mama and daddy fell in, but they have made up their mind. I want freedom. And I want liberation. Are you listening to me, Union Wesley? You don't have to pretend anymore. You don't have to front anymore. You don't have to play games like you ain't hurting, like you're not in pain. Listen, the church ought to be the one place where we can come and, and be real. If we're hurting, if we're in pain, we can cry out, Lord, have mercy. I don't have to fake it until I make it in the church. I can be real with where I am. Anybody tired of churches where you got to pretend and may like you is what you ain't? The devil is a liar. Some of the folk you're pretending before are in the same boat you in. Why should you and I try to impress people that aren't worth trying to impress? They're in the same predicament, the same dilemma that you're in. We don't need to impress anybody. 
You and I ought not be afraid when we come to the house of God to cry out and let the Lord know that we need help. Hear me, the enemy wants you and I to stay quiet. The enemy wants you and I to shut up. The enemy wants you and I not to say nothing. The enemy wants you and I to let people think that we got it all together and we ain't going to say nothing. But hear me, it's time to clear your throat. Time to open your mouth and declare to ask the Lord what it is that you need that only God is able to provide. These lepers decide to cry out. The text says in verse 13, it says they lifted their voices and said, Master, have mercy on us. They lifted their voices. They, they raised their voices. They cried out. They even yelled, Lord. This, this wasn't no Nicodemus coming at night. No, no, they lifted, they raised their voices. They didn't care who heard them because they needed help. Why is it that the people that don't need help want other folk that need help to shut up? Listen, just because you don't need nothing doesn't mean I don't need something and I need to lift my voice and declare, Lord, I need some help they decided no matter what they had again they wanted to live and they did not want to die they didn't have time to be cute you know how we try to be cute for company they were hurting and they didn't have time to be cute they were too broke not to open up their mouth too frustrated to shut up listen I've come in here this morning not to be cute. I come in here this morning not to keep my mouth shut. I came in here this morning not to impress you. I came in here this morning not to network with anybody so that I can get a job. I came in here this morning not to get your digits, not to get your number so we can get a hookup when service is over. I came in here today because can't nobody do me like Jesus and can't nobody do me like the Lord. When you need help, he'll help you in your time of need. The Lord will help you amen union wesley hear me all all ten of them lifted up their voices for help but the only one when he got healed turned back and with a loud voice says thank you we live in a world where people don't like to acknowledge when somebody has done something for them we live in a world where people don't know how to say thank you it's sad, it's, it's sad that the world and the culture in which we live in, you can give, you can bless, you can do, you can help, and people don't even have enough good sense to say thank you. And hear me somebody, the, the children that we're raising today have everything and don't have enough sense to say thank you. They look at you like I deserve it and this is what you're supposed to do for me. But the devil is a liar. It's time to go back to the old school and somebody needs to teach sons and daughters how to say thank you. Come on, you in Wesley. You know 
all you were raised to say thank you. Them two words will go a long way when you say thank you. But can we be honest today? Listen, you got some grown folk that ought to know better. Who don't know how to say thank you. This one turns back and he says, he says, thank you. I must be honest with you this morning. It, it bothers me. It bothers me. It perturbs me. When we don't say thank you to God. When we receive daily from the Lord. So busy in our lives that we don't take time to say thank you. It annoys me. When we receive life every day. Breath in our bodies. We never pause, never slow down to tell the Lord, thank you. Like we went to work. Like we earned it. Hear me somebody, if, if God doesn't wake you up in the morning, then you can't go to work to make what it is that you make to take care of what you got to take care of. You better know that your first priority when your eyes open up you want to tell the Lord thank you. Because if God doesn't do it we can't and nobody else will. This one man lifted up his eyes. Now let me tell you, I, I got a problem with this brother. Hang on, don't get mad at me. I, I got a problem with him. The one who turned around and the one who said thank you. The one, the one that we elevate, the one that we raise, the one that we exalt as the model, as the example. Lest all of us be ungrateful children. Hear me this morning, I got a problem with him. Nine of them were healed. Nine did not turn back and say thank you. Only one of the ten turned around and said thank you. And I know somebody said, well, how you got a problem with him? I got a problem with it. Hang with me. I'm almost done. I, I got a problem with him. And I think that most of us are just like this one. Who turned around and said thank you. Most, most of us, again, are just like this one brother. Are y'all with me? Are, are you listening to me? I believe that thank you is common sense. My grandmother would say, sense ain't common no more. But pastor, tell me why you got problems with the one. Hear me, the question I would ask this brother. What, not what did Jesus heal you of? Because we know what Jesus healed him of. Jesus healed him of leprosy. So I'm not going to ask him what. I'm not, I'm not going to ask him who healed you. Because we know who healed him. That was Jesus. I'm almost done right here. Union Wesley, don't go to sleep on me. Listen, I'm, I'm not focusing on what. I'm not focusing on who. But this morning, my focus is on when. 
if this man was in church this morning, I would say, sir, when did you get healed? And he undoubtedly would say, just like you and I, I got healed when I saw I was healed. You know, he'd probably say like us, when I looked at my hands, my hands look new. When I looked at my feet, my feet did too. He would say, I got healed when I saw it. When I saw it, I was healed. Luke says, when he saw he was healed, he turned back and said, thank you. What's the problem? The problem is, I submit to you this morning, he was healed before he saw it. He was healed before he looked at his hands. He was healed before he looked at his feet. He was healed before he saw it. Somebody needs to say amen. He was, he was healed before he saw it. And you know what? This is so much like you and me. What do you mean, Pastor? He's like you and me because we wait until we see something before we say something. And I want you to understand the devil is a liar. I don't have to wait until I see. And when I see, then I say, the devil is a liar. I can say thank you before I see it, before I have it, before I can touch it, before I go there. I can tell God, thank you before I got it. I dare you on this Thanksgiving morning, you ought to thank God before you got it. Thank him before you see it. Thank him before it's in your hand. Thank him before I see it. Come on, somebody. You ain't seen it yet, but I'm praising him like I got it. I'm shouting like I got it. I'm dancing like I got it. I don't have to see it before I say something. But I can say something before I see it. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, listen, you got you to gotta, you gotta thank God before you see it. You got to praise God before you have it. Because truth of the matter is, excuse the word, what fool isn't going to thank God after you receive it? Listen, the proof of your faith is can you praise God before you have it? Before you receive it. Listen, I wonder if we could tear this church up this morning. Start thinking about what God showed you, but you ain't seen it yet. Start thinking about what God told you he was going to do, but you ain't seen it yet. Start thinking about about promotion think about breakthrough think about increase I ain't seen it yet but this Thanksgiving praise is because I know if God said it then God is gonna do it amen somebody I, I know that if God if God said go and show yourself to the priest then I know I'm gonna be healed if God said it 
then I believe it because I got a history of God blessing me I got a history of God showing me stuff of God doing stuff that I asked God to do I got a history a long history of God blessing me like he said he was going to do, I'm done, Union Wesley. I'm finished. Hear me, he don't ever have to bless me again. Uh, he doesn't ever have to give me another thing again. He doesn't ever have to open up another door. He doesn't ever have to do another thing for me to say thank you. Because he's already blessed me enough. He's already healed me enough. He's already helped me enough. He's already lifted me enough. He's already loved me enough. He's already forgiven me enough he's already saved me enough when Jesus died on the cross he did enough and I say thank you thank you thank you Lord for all that you've done in this life